Welcome to Gimli, a small beach town in the Interlake, a town I personally have a long history with. I used to write for Interlake Publishing, a local newspaper in the area. One evening, I drove to Gimli to cover a town meeting at the Waterfront Center. I remember being amazed by the room. It's on the top floor and has wall-to-wall windows that look over the harbor in Lake Winnipeg. I sat there and listened to a packed room of locals debating over the future of their Viking statue, and I was amazed at the passion and strength of this small community. I'm Megan Kertensen, and you're listening to Manitoba Landmarks. Gimli is known as New Iceland and hosts a large Icelandic festival, or Islandet Degedagren, every year. A festival that has been occurring in Manitoba for over 125 years. My family immigrated from Iceland two generations ago, so going to the Icelandic festival is kind of like a holiday for us. A yearly event that involves fish and chips from Chris's, watching the parade, and searching for vinatarta and hardfiskr, which are a layered prune cake and cured fish jerky. It's the Icelandic festival that has spearheaded the park that now surrounds the Viking. This is a story about trolls, segas, and hidden people. One of the main concerns over the new park was the breakwater. You'll Neat. see over here. I'm meeting with Christine Sigurdsson, the executive director of the Icelandic Festival. As a result of that, one of those community consultations when they said, what about the breakwater? Yeah. They said, we're going to keep the breakwater. And actually, we, the Viking Park actually unearthed more of them. Oh, really? Yeah, because this was underground before. What? Oh, okay. She lives across the street from the park. I used to drive my, ride my, when I lived over on Fifth Avenue, I rode my bike to work, and I would just always ride it along here. Oh, really? Yeah. And her story's one I've heard before. Yeah, so this is the original breakwater. So okay. people who grew up here, when they're kids, they remember this being what they would walk on, and then the water would be down here. Right, so this is because... The breakwater doesn't look like much now. Just a worn path running from 3rd Avenue towards Viking Park. It was built in 1957 to prevent shoreline erosion, a wall protecting the town from the strong currents of Lake Winnipeg. Past the breakwater now is a large grassy hill and park. This is where a yearly heritage Viking cabin is set up during the festival. The hill comes alive with loud battles, sword-making, fires, and other traditional Viking camp activities. It even has a boat buried deep into its freshly cut grass. But the town once ended at the breakwater. Yeah. But they said, well, instead of taking, trucking all that mud away, why don't we create more of a waterfront and make a hill here? Okay. So that's how this became a hill, is, is like all that soil from underneath just got put here instead. Oh, interesting. Sigurdsson said soil was dredged during the construction of a harbor. The result is the green space that we are standing on now. During the town meeting, I heard stories of people riding bikes along the breakwater or walking home from school on it, a history worth preserving. Paving stones create a windy path around the Viking. People have donated to the park and messages and family names are stamped on the surrounding stones. As we walk, people stop to read the messages and look for names they recognize. We are now standing next to the statue, and nestled under him is a fairy garden. 
Look at all the butterflies. Oh, wow. See, and actually, they talk about elves are known to be mischievous. And then it says, like birds and butterflies, elves are drawn to wildflowers. And so here we have oh, butterflies cute. on our wildflowers. In, in some of the folklore in Iceland, um, elves are known to be like living in rocks and build little houses into the rocks. Oh, okay. The garden is beautiful, with jumping rocks for children, fairy houses, and Manitoba wildflowers. Now, I believe it's important to take a moment here and talk about the hidden people. Elves who can see into the future and change our mere human existence. I'm the granddaughter of a storyteller, so naturally I grew up believing that hidden people exist. One of my favorite stories growing up was about the Gimli Hildefolk, a children's story by Kathleen Arneson, based on an Icelandic culture and tradition brought to Canada. The two elves in Arneson's story are Snorri and Snaeborn. They came to Gimli with Icelandic settlers, and they are small and wear matching top hats, scarfs, and boots. And though they are invisible, they cause quite a bit of trouble in the town. One of the town legends is that the pair dropped a brick from the roof of the school. Uh, this ended up hitting a teacher and resulted in the closure of the school. If you look closely, you might just notice that there's still a missing brick in the building. If you listen, you might just hear giggling or footsteps. And if you look closer, you might just find the hidden room where these two elves live. Now, I did a lot of research for this episode. I found that these stories of the hidden people are deeply rooted in Icelandic culture, art, and history. Most of the elf stories come from a dark time in Icelandic history, and writer Elda Sigmundsdóttir believes the stories reflect the people's spirits. Icelandic people created a parallel culture that didn't have the same struggles as they did. Their elf houses were lavish and warm, their appearance was beautiful, and they had the freedom to live their lives without oppression. The Hidden Woman and the Travelers Two men travel down a road. As they walk, they come upon a woman. The two men start daring each other over who's going to stop and see if she has any news for them. One of the men approaches the woman, and the other continues onto the farm. The man who stopped returned rather late that night, and naturally his friend made fun of him, wanting all the details on his meeting with the woman. The friend who grilled the man eventually went mad. The next Christmas Eve, the other man got dressed in his best suit, washed, and went out into the biggest blizzard of the year. He returned later completely dry. Rumor was that he went to see this woman, who was a hidden person, who had made his friend go mad as payback for making fun of her. Back in Gimli, Christine and I are walking around the like different Iceland, parts of the park. Icelandic culture is so much about folklore and tales and sagas and these stories, yeah. right? And like the park reflects on that. Was, yeah, you know. Wanted, yeah, exactly. The cap, the committee for the Viking Park really wanted to conclude that, and that's mm -hmm. where they've also included runic letters. Right, right. So runic letters, of course weren't necessarily Icelandic because it goes back way farther than that. Right. Following the engraved runes in the stone, looking for hidden messages, elf houses, and trolls. Yeah, there's, it's, on this path, it spells, there should be an I somewhere where it starts, right here. Unfortunately, this one needs to be Oh, okay, done. yeah. So this is I, and it's, it's going to spell Eastland Dingendagarin. Oh, okay. 
so it's another activity is fine. Yes. So I S and then the L should be coming up. <laughs> oh yeah, kick it eye. L. Here's the L, and then this is L in runic letters. Oh, okay. So those are the two. East Len. Wait a minute. Oh, there's the E. There's an E. Oh, yeah. we must seen the letter. East Len. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so this is the runic letter E. This looks like an M. Okay. The Viking is surrounded by large boulders, stones meant to be climbed, sat on, and explored. But one has to watch out. This is where trolls live. Some of that folklore says, too, that, you know, um, if a troll is caught when the sun rises, he can turn to stone. Okay. Kind of so we, we, the stones we used are all from uh, near the Kenora area. Okay. And so they're not anything really like the types of rocks in Iceland, of right. course. Right. <laughs> and a lot of the rocks in Iceland are made out of um, lava. And right. When you, they're just beautiful, and you do see like bodies and faces in them. So what we, t what they tried to do is pick some of the bigger stones. Yeah. To look, could they look like an elf or a rock? Okay. Know, or elf or a troll? Just, just out of your own, you know, um, imagination. Right. And now this one we considered a troll. Okay. And um, not sure. So you kind of have to look at him and see, well, is there a troll face or a body in there? And this troll is a few feet high and has a right, slight face cut into the corner garden, of the stone. It's not obvious. It so look closely. <laughs> but Pay attention. A local, um, and hunt for the hidden trolls along the park. The Vikina and his park is a fun and interactive display that connects visitors to the culture and glory of Gimli's Icelandic heritage. He stands tall and proud, holding his axe, and completely historically inaccurate. There's no historical evidence that Vikings ever had horns on their helmets. Yet, he's the town's storyteller, he is a connection to their past, and he is worth preserving. Thanks for listening to Manitoba Landmarks. If you liked today's episode and want more fun, quirky, and giant stories from across Manitoba, then head to manitobalandmarks.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Manitoba Landmarks. I'd love to hear from you. Do you have an interesting story about one of these places? Or have one that should be on our list? Then send me a message on social media or email manitobalandmarks at gmail.com. Music for the show is by Manny Gosen. There are links to his Spotify page in the show notes. Until next time, keep exploring. <laughs>